Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of our Lockdown Movies Screen Brum Special. This is us all recording from our homes, talking about what we're doing under lockdown, what films we're watching, what TV we're watching, what we're doing to stay sane. I'm currently underneath uh, a bunk, a children's bunk bed um, um, with a, uh, a blanket wrapped uh, around the area to muffle the sound and a punch bag hanging by. If you're wondering how things are going uh, for me, uh, my name is Blake Woodham and I am uh, one of the presenters of the Screen Brum Show, uh, but I'm joined by my two co-hosts. They are in alphabetical order. I'm Lucy. Good evening. And, and also joining us on the line is... The other one. The other one. Uh, I can't remember his name. No, nor can I. No, I'm, uh, I believe... Actually, no, I think his name is Tim. Tim Wilson. Hello. Isolation is doing strange things to us. Um, it clearly all, is, Blake. Yeah, we're, yeah. All, we're all forgetting who we are, where we are, what's going on. How has this past week of lockdown been for you two? It's been okay. It's, it, it has gone. I've been trying to get used to working from home, which is quite novel. And I've not watched as many films as I thought I would. Because I, I was, to be honest, I was a little bit excited to start with, thinking, <laughs> oh, I can watch all the films now. And that hasn't quite happened. So I need to be more efficient with, with my timings so I can watch all the films. Uh, what about you, Tim? How's lockdown going? Um, lockdown is... Um... It's good, actually. It's nice because I'm getting to watch people learn about life outside an office for those that, you know, work in offices, mm. you know, which a number of my colleagues do. Getting them, seeing them understand how I live, you know, this remote world where people can actually work in the confines of their home and have access to all the things that they want. You know, that's a, that's a, that's a luxury, I think. Obviously, we don't live in a luxury time. Obviously, we, we don't have the, um, the same mobility. But it does mean we get to get to sit and spend more time at home watching things or reading things or playing musical instruments or all that stuff. Being more creative generally, I think. So it's good. So in the world of lockdown, obviously, we are now able to stream all these things, uh, but we're not able to go to the cinema anymore. Um, that hurts. It does. What I've noticed, of course, is there was a lot of things that were already on the cinema, on at the cinema when the lockdown happened, are now streaming, such as The Invisible Man with uh, Elizabeth Moss and the, the recent mm. production of Emma. Um, you don't sound like you approve of that, Lucy. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I did see you that at the see cinema. It, I did, yeah, a few weeks ago before everything got to how it is now. Yes, I, I did see that. And we're moving yes. on. <laughs> it sounds like one one thing that I the one film I was most looking forward to I think um, this year um, I, I, I've been quite excited about seeing it was imminent at the cinema release and it has now gone to on demand which is um, the film Vivarium. I don't know if you've heard about this. I haven't seen it yet because one of the other downs one of the other downsides of lockdown is if you are choosing a film and ev no one else is out of the house have to find something that, that they will tolerate and I'm finding it more difficult so I'm going to have to find a time when everyone else is asleep or something so I can watch this but Vivarium is, is Jesse Eisenberg and Imogen Poots um, and how about this for appropriate so there are a couple who discover that they cannot leave their house and they have to spend all of their time with each other and they are trapped at home I cannot see any parallels with our current situation, but I'm sure if you look very carefully, mm. um, you will. I mean, it's it, it looks to be a satire on on suburbia and, and convention and, and all of that kind of stuff. 
but uh, yeah, it's it seems quite appropriate, um, and I haven't yet seen it, but I think I'm going to desperately try and do that at some point in the next couple of days because it is available uh, on demand. So that's one thing I haven't seen. But I'm looking forward to. Uh, what what have you guys been watching? Well, I tell you that this week was meant to be the release of a Bond movie, but you know, at least we'll wait till November for that. That's just fine. I heard that they'd spent fifty million dollars just on the the marketing of that for the original release that's all kind of wasted now they'll have to do again gives you an idea how much money is involved with these things isn't it oh yeah it's mind-blowing insane Mm. so have you have you um watched anything to to take your mind off the fact that there's no bond for a few months yeah i can deal with it mate i can deal with it yeah i i i've seen a few things in the last week actually um Mm. i've just been lapping up movies on netflix so Mm. um few things i saw um uh bong joon ho's predecessor to parasite um okia or okia have you guys seen that yeah yeah i really yes. enjoyed that yes uh, i really wanted to catch up to it and it, and it, and it is uh, i love his con i love his sort of combination of career you know the sort of the korean sentimentality and also then his sentimentality for scorsese uh, for, sorry for spielberg which mm. I think is all over this film. Actually, there's a there's a kind of um, it's, it's it's juxtaposition of this kind of fairy tale like quality, this etiness with really kind of hard edged ecological corporate America kind of meat eating, all sorts of tough tough stuff in beneath all this kind of kind of much more sentimental heart ridden um, et like and I Paul did. Dano, who's just wonderful in everything he does, really. Yeah. I think a little bit of the film could turn on whether you get on with um, with Jake Gyllenhaal's performance, <laughs> <laughs> which is a, which is kind of mad. But I mean, Tilda Swinton's kind of mad in this, but she's she's always eccentric, right? So, um, um, but I, I really I really enjoyed the films. Um, I really enjoyed the chase sequences, which I thought were really cool. Yeah, I loved all of that stuff. I also saw a film called The Laundromat, which was uh, Steven Soderbergh's sort of take on the finance industry kind of a bit like the big short in some regards how how was that i've not it's it's almost too ambitious and almost not quite um not quite fulfilling some of the storylines and um this is kind of a lot of different plot elements and different parts of the kind of different narratives going on at once um, and you can't really get stuck into one of the narratives. When you think that Meryl Streep is the main is the main main character in the film, uh, mm. it isn't. And then you've got um, this monologue with uh, Antonio Banderas and Gary Oldman with the most hilarious German accent you've ever heard, um, <laughs> uh, which is worth seeing. Just those two to camera, you'll either love it and find it funny, or you'll find it annoying. It's it's too it's too um, it's almost too much. It almost feels like it's unfulfilled, but it's still has moments of absolute genius in it, but it's a two-star film with mm. a, with moments of genius in it. You know, it's kind of, oh, you want it to be better. So I saw a Soderbergh that I hadn't seen before the other night because given what's happening at the moment, ITV2 decided <laughs> um, the most appropriate thing to show was Contagion. Oh, you didn't watch yeah, it? Yeah, man, they did it. Uh, yes, I, oh. I hadn't seen it before, so I thought I'd give it a go. It's uncanny, um, actually, it, isn't it? I just found it so disappointing that I couldn't be actually afraid of anything in it. I I found it really poor, to be honest. I I just found it quite funny how they've done their programming. Well, I think I liked it. I think I liked it more than you did, maybe. 
Um, mm. I think it's one. There aren't many great films about pandemics. Let's be honest. Um, you true. you probably I, saw it before it was a documentary, though, didn't you, Tim? <laughs> yes, before it became yeah, before it's a documentary, and I, I and also, I mean, I I guess also, Lucy, I I, I would say argue, you might say that the film may, might not be risking enough. That could be an argument for it, right? Um, if there's any argument, but I I think I I actually quite like its punchy approach, and I think um I think it has a bit of conscience, which is quite mm. good. It's a three star film. <laughs> I'm starting to star rate. What's going on? <laughs> Sorry, this is going, um, going up. This is going up. Um, you know, not, and it's weird. We've just picked two films that are not in the Soderbergh pantheon, and what a pantheon that guy has! I'm a step away from Soderbergh, and tell you what I've been watching uh, again. Uh, in light of, of Lucy's comment about watching something appropriate, um, I watched uh, this Spanish film, which some of you may have heard of, called The Platform. Have you seen this? Oh, um, started a couple of nights ago, and um, the. The internet went down, or something went wrong with it anyway. Quite in, only got about ten minutes in, but mm. was quite enjoying it. If you're feeling anxious about the current situation, it's possibly not the not the film to go for because it is it's it's quite uncanny. So the premise of it is um, it's it's set in a, in, a, in a kind of huge vertical prison that's like a a, a series of, of floors with a, a hole in the middle, and this platform filled with foods we see at the beginning it filling up with this beautiful food passes down through these layers and each layer gets their opportunity to eat from this table um, as it passes down and of course as it gets lower and lower there's less food available so the people down at the bottom wish the people above would, would ration it more and the people above aren't caring and it's in the, you know in the light of of seeing kind of you know people with trolleys full of toilet rolls and, and, and sort of elderly customers in shops looking for them. You know, it feels it feels incredibly pressing for the time. So it, it is obviously very um, political. It has a lot of comments on the way that it's all about the way society is structured. Uh, but it looks really good. I don't know if, if you thought from, from what you saw, Lucy, because it's essentially all, all kind yes, of in one room. Yeah. But it's, it's you know, it's, it gives that real kind of vertiginous sense of this enormous tower block just going up and up and up. Again, it is quite the film for our current uh, situation. Being trapped, trapped in a room with somebody, um, and bare walls, and just eat food to entertain you. It feels a lot like my weekend was. It's not subtle, I hear. No, it's not subtle, um, but it is thought provoking. You know, it, it's it's not. I don't think it's sort of trying to say right here. You know, capitalism is evil, and here's a solution. I think it's a little bit more. Um, nuance than that, but you know, it, you may also just enjoy it as a uh, a kind of very stylish looking thriller. Hmm. Yeah, I think everything you've just said you, you get within the first couple of minutes. Mm. Um, well, you don't need to watch any more then. Well, no, I, I I think I think you do. I want to. Mm. So I, I hear it's it won the uh, it won the People's Choice Award at the Toronto Film Festival, so it's got to have something going for it, and the reviews seem pretty. It's quite visceral. It's 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 you know it's quite horrible as well. I'm um, I'm suddenly becoming a horror aficionado. Who knew? <laughs> Who knew? In this in this environment now, and it, nothing uh, nothing can scare me. I'm just going to get into horror. Good man. Not, yes. Never too. It's never too late, is it? You know, well, go for late. it. We'll see. We'll see. Um, any anything else you're watching? Anything you you'd recommend? Um, I 
absolutely um adored a film i watched not a new film by any means um early 60s um leon moron priest um by herman melville sorry jean-pierre melville no that's a very different melville yeah herman melville Um, was moby dick (laughs) i know i know um and it's because i i've recently um joined movie or movie however you pronounce it um movie and movie okay thank you yeah um and it's a fantastic streaming service anyway um but i found this film on there and thankfully they've got more films by the director at the moment they curate so that you have streams of directors so you can kind of get an overview of their career which is really helpful and so I now want to watch everything else possible by this filmmaker because I seem to have missed the extensive and impressive back catalogue before now um and it's um, but it was just so such a stunning film it was so thoughtful and so beautiful and I, I absolutely adored it you're in for a treat if you haven't seen many of his films no, right, I and you get into um, Le Cirque Rouge and Le Samurai, and uh, Les, obviously I'm a fan. So I, I kind of, yeah, it's yeah. just oh. been a blind spot for me. I just somehow have um, I've seen a lot of his contemporaries' work, but for some reason it's just a blind spot for me. And um, so I'm really excited about it. Especially the Samurai, because I'm a huge fan of Alan Delon films. So you were, mm. I'm a big fan of thrillers with Alan Delon. It's very French. It's very cool. Alan Delon is like one of the coolest, coolest actors ever. So uh, yeah, you should, you should check out the Samurai in particular. I loved it. Yes, that's one of the next on the list. Excellent, um, Tim. Anything you would uh, suggest for for the lockdown? Anything else I suggest for the lockdown? Um, for the lockdown. For the lockdown. Is that is that a, is that a phrase? That's what that's locked... what that's what we are now. We are the lockdown. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm coining it. it. Sounds like an '80s pop tune, isn't it? The lockdown. Um, just sort of. Anyway, sorry. Um, yeah. Um, another film I saw was a documentary called American Factory, which is another Netflix. Um, it's again a, a very appropriate. Um, Basically, it's a story. It's a documentary following a Chinese billionaire who basically buys up an old abandoned General Motors plant and gives um, several thousand blue-collar Americans jobs again. And what you find is the sort of the contrast between American ways of work and what the Chinese expectations of work are. And it's a lovely global context about how the Chinese do <laughs> have work ethic that the Americans don't. Um, and it sort of uh, looks at the global economy. But what it doesn't do at any point, um, what's the name of the directors? Oh, yeah, Julia Reichart and Stephen Bogner. They've done various other things before. Um, they don't ever pass judgment on what's going on. They just put the camera, they put the camera there and they film it. And these Chinese, the Chinese, the Chinese billionaire basically got these two documentary makers in to make a glorious, positive movie about chinese in, uh, investment into american middle into into a middle into uh, blue collar america and what turns what it turns out to be is far from a positive portrayal because of the the the, the culture clashes that happen 
and it's a really, really strong um, expose about how we live now and sort of I think that, you know, Americans are, talk, are talking a lot about the vanishing middle class that exists in America. This really sums it up, uh, but also shows the contrast between Chinese work ethic and American work ethic in a really big way. Um, really worth looking at and watching. Strong, strong film. Yeah. Ooh. American Factory. One other thing that has been sustaining me, um, after watching, well, as well as watching platform uh my i'm getting well into the spanish stuff um i've been binging which i think is the modern term on um money heist uh on netflix yeah. have you seen this i really want to well it, i have to say i i'd seen it there and i thought oh it looks like a sort of true crime documentary didn't really look interesting to me because of the name. There's a ton of seasons, isn't there? There's, well, there's more there's, than one season there, right? The, the fourth series is just about to come out. But it was actually essentially a, a Spanish thing where there was two two series split in half. So it's really kind of two separate series. But the the premise is it's essentially a, a heist um, where a bunch of, of criminals take over the, uh, the, the mint in Spain. Um, and... Um, but it's kind of um, slightly tongue in cheek. It's it's slightly well, it's slightly absurd in that way, sort of that twenty four way, because it's almost real time. But we are see we see all the way through. We see the the heist happening, and then we see flashbacks to the planning of it. So we get to know all of the characters. We get to know, and it's it, you know, I was I'm, I'm on something like episode fourteen, and it's kind of like four days into the heist. So I, in this time, we have learned absolutely everything about all of the uh, of the, the the criminals. All of the hostages, all of the detectives, um, and really, really sort of a deep dive into them. Really, kind of, it's almost like a weird sort of soap opera meets um, crime caper. Um, I'm really enjoying it. It's, it's kind of again, you know, claustrophobic and uh, and sort of sweaty because they're all in this uh, in this you know enclosed, locked in this sort of bank vault thing. Um, it's great, and um, and it's visually really good. They've got they all. Um, as they raid the the mint, they're wearing these red boiler suits and these Salvador Dali masks, and it's really um, it's really effective. It looks really great. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm enjoying it. It's uh, you know it's escapism, but you know high quality in my opinion. There you go. Ooh. I'm finding TV a lot easier to watch because my concentration sometimes is a little bit wonky at the moment um, with, with sort of everything being slightly confusing so a short, shorter bite seems to be working well for me yep uh, I'm currently in you'd be unsurprised get, getting it back to my commercial world I'm, I'm currently towards the end of Star Trek Discovery season 2 which is one of the finest Star Trek seasons of any Star Trek um iteration i would have oh, to really? say that that's a bold claim <laughs> very bold claim and very as someone who's watched everything trek um mm. it takes takes me a, it takes a lot to uh, say something like that season two is really really found itself in terms of just going back to the kind of the lore of the original tv series and um Part of it is because they brought in Christopher Pike, who, if you if you know Star Trek, was the captain of the Enterprise in the pilot of Star Trek: The Original Series, The Cage, 
and he's uh, he brought him in. Spock comes in um, and sees him, who's actually related to one of the main characters. I'm not going to spoil too much for you, other than season two has really, really worked for me, and uh, I'm loving every bit of it. So uh, it's it's all about characters and fat budget. Really, have you, have you been watching <laughs> the um, the um, Picard, the Amazon? I'm, um, I am slowly, yes, I'm, um, I, I'm, but I'm behind catching up on that, yeah. It's one of the things on my list for watching. His um, Next Gen's my favourite out of Star Trek, um, so I'm quite excited about seeing the progression of it. I, I believe we get to see Picard dropping some F-bombs. I had I love that. <laughs> Just that does not seem very trek like to me, but there we go. Well, you know, if you watch if you watch Logan, then you'll you then any anything when anytime you see Picard getting adult and f bombing is a good thing, right? <laughs> Patrick Stewart Patrick Stewart goes adult is always a good thing for me. I think like Green fun. Room. Yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that is a brilliant film. That is, he's <laughs> terrifying. He's terrifying in there. I wanted to mention one other thing, which I've noticed on Twitter happening, which are these watch-alongs. At various times, people all decide to watch the same film at the same time and tweet along their reactions and their comments and stuff. So it is like having a party with other people. So I saw people doing it with Jaws the other day. And then today, this evening, when we were recording this, which is the 30th, there was an official Doctor Who one with an old episode of Doctor Who. And all of the main cast were taking part and talking about it. So you could watch the episode and get commentary. And um, I've noticed Tim Burgess from The Charlatan. Yes, he's doing it with albums. That's right, yeah. You can can listen to it. And then the people who make it give you a kind of commentary as it goes along. And yeah, so I, I don't know if there's a kind of a standard hashtag or anything for this but you can watch films with other people which is quite a nice a nice way particularly if you're home alone that's a lovely yeah. idea yeah it is a good idea and it's um it's interesting to see how people tweet about something that they have probably might have seen or be interesting to see people who haven't seen something that's yeah. that's probably more interesting to me than the potential for spoilers i've been i'm sure we've all been to cinemas where, you, where we've all gone to see a film that we all go and see and everyone in the everyone in the cinema screen has seen it we're all mm. going in to celebrate, and the, the the sort of desire and need to sort of say the line before before it's said, or mm. or or cheer before something's happened. Oh, out of lovely things happening on Twitter to brighten your day at the moment as well is Richard E. Grant is doing basically daily little videos of him doing lines from With Nell and I. And it's wonderful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's my daily brightness. I've seen moment. I've seen some of him, some of those. That, that man appears to be made entirely out of joy, doesn't he? He just giggles and laughs at everything. It's <laughs> it's so inspi- inspiring to yeah. Another one of those was uh, is uh, Patrick Stewart is reading sonnets out on a daily basis as well. There's quite a few people doing mm. that. Yes, the Daily Sonnet. Um, John Carroll Lynch is doing some beautiful ones who made lucky. Um, I just uh, another Twitter thing. Uh, one of my things today, uh, keeping it in the moment, is uh, the, the, one of the biggest hashtags today is make a Bond film less interesting. So people are taking, uh, so for example, one of my favourite here is Quantum of Salis. And they put a picture of Peter Salis. Yeah, and that, that, that would be better, wouldn't it? Not worse. Um, what else have we got here? Oh, yeah, this is a good one. A view of a hill. <laughs> that's, good. That's, that's, a, 
Um, you only sieve rice um, from your nan with love. That's a bit weird. Um, yeah, I, I always love those things where people can just take a hashtag and then everyone's off, you know. Uh, Eggs Royale. Dyson's are forever, yeah. Um, <laughs> for meat pies only. Sorry, I'll stop now. The whole world is the whole world is, is on Twitter and Whilst a lot of it is depressing, it, it, it's, it is nice to be able to contact, you know, just to feel that there's other people there. We'll be back soon with another podcast. We've also got some um, other recommendations from other people coming other than just ourselves. So um, we'll feed those in. Um, so if you subscribe to the Screenbone podcast, they'll drop on your in your virtual letterbox uh, whenever they're available. Um, anything else to add, guys? Oh, there is quite a sweet film that's gone up on Netflix you might enjoy called Extraordinary. Um, I watched it yesterday and it, it's it's sweet. It's very sweet. It's very awkward characters and it's, um, it's a comedy horror. It's not even a horror really. It's just got horror themes in it, um, supernatural themes. But it's just quite a sweet little odd bod comedy really you might enjoy that one i'm enjoying these chats they are bringing uh levity to um well they're bringing levity to my to my evenings doing this with you guys so yes let's keep doing them thanks a lot guys um when will we three meet again uh as shakespeare said soon so we'll sort something out soon um i was gonna say don't know where don't know when but i know we'll meet again some sunny day yes that's also true and we'll meet in the flesh one day if we're if we aren't all become completely habituated to staying indoors and never leave the house again let's man i need a haircut as well before we see you again (laughs) i'm looking forward to seeing the pictures right let's let's say goodbye guys and i'm really nice to speak to you both and i'm really uh looking forward to speaking to you again soon goodbye thank you goodbye